Hey, Michael. Yes, Jim. What cinematic road are we traveling down today? Roads? We're going. We don't need roads. There are movies that you can see, and then there are movies that you gotta see. Pop the popcorn and grab your favorite snack and join Jim, a former Hollywood visual effects artist, and Michael, just a dude who likes movies, as they sit back and talk about a movie that you gotta see as well as look at the deeper themes that make these stories more than just a movie. Welcome to You Gotta See This Movie. All right, welcome to You Gotta See This Movie. This is a podcast about two guys who love to talk about movies as well as talk about the deeper things that make these stories more than just a movie. I'm Michael, and the man in the gray shirt is Jim. Hello. And this is our big series finale series it's big all roads lead to this you want to know why it's big why because this is my all-time favorite number one movie is it really it i is. wow i did not know it was number one it's number one okay yeah wow what is yeah. your number one anyway it's raiders okay yeah. so we did your number one raiders or jaws i go back and forth on those well i go movies. i go back to the future of super eight okay okay but this is this is a numero uno numero uno yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you're into that kind of thing, please consider giving us a like and subscribing and uh, letting us know in the comments what your favorite number one movie is. I'd actually like to know. It's like one of my favorite questions I like to ask people. What's your favorite movie? It's hard because there's so many Mm -hmm. and it's hard to nail it down to one. Yeah. But if I had to, Back to the Future. I can instantly know if I'm going to be friends with somebody if they, one, give me an answer. Even if it's a crappy movie and I don't like it. Yeah. But it's usually the people that be like, oh, I don't have time for movies. I don't know. Okay. Then I'm like, okay, you and me, we're out. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm we're going to. I'm not gonna... really into movies. I'm not really. I'm more movies. of a, I'm, I read books. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. books are always better than the movie. Yeah. So that that's uh that's my thing. Yeah. But, but all right. So we are here. Back to the Future. All roads lead to this. We have been talking about this movie. We personally have talked about this movie a lot just in our relationship and you know how long we've known each other so i always know that this has been you know the special movie in your heart didn't know it was your number one but uh but i was ex- i'm excited for this for this episode so so here we are but so my first question to you before we get into all back to the future we know it has to do with time travel mm-hmm. my question to you is if you had to make a time machine out of something not a DeLorean. It's already taken. If you had to make a time machine out of something, what would it be and where would you go? Oh, wow. Is, does, is it a car or is it just anything? Anything. anything. It could be wow. a car. It could be a motorcycle. Wow. I'm almost thinking it would have to be something a little more, I don't know, like like an RV, you know? Cause <laughs> like, like a Winnebago? Yeah, because like, what if you land somewhere and like, you know, oh, I'm yeah. in the desert and, and and I need food or something. Yeah. All right. Okay. So RV. Now, where would you go? I'm not. I'm not. Don't don't hold me to it because that's kind of uncool. <laughs> but but okay. But it's practical. It it's practical. Sense. I was thinking more of on, on a practical level. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't use a moped. <laughs> so, yeah. And where would I go? I'd probably go. I don't know. I keep thinking about the past and like like correcting my dumb mistakes like 
you know, you think about stupid stuff he did when you're like a teenager or a okay. kid. You're just like, oh, why did I do that? So oh, you that would find amazing. young Jim. But then I might mess everything up. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Like, I'd, be too, I'd be too like spooked to go to the future because like what if you just you pop in and then in the middle of like a nuclear war and then you get killed right right yeah yeah or like a creature comes and gets you because there's like mutants in the world yeah that's interesting that's weird yeah yeah all right so what would you what would you oh man uh i would make a time machine out of a camaro oh a camaro. <laughs> i had a camaro growing up i loved it and uh but you're right. It's not as practical. And I almost think that maybe the RV is a good, that's a good, good get. So a small one, not like small, a, not, not like a real big, huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, and where I would go, honestly, I have thought about, I've thought about this and there's a lot of things you can go in the past, but it's, it's also very dangerous, right? I wouldn't want to show up in the medieval times because, well, I'm probably going to get killed for being like a witch or a wizard or something. Right. Yeah. Um, and Yeah. So I, to me, I've always thought one of the coolest things that I missed out on, I would love to be a witness and to see was to be in America during the moon landing. Uh Like, I think that was just like such a cool event to just be and like neighbors getting together and just like, kind of like the whole world taking a collective like breath, like, oh my gosh, we're we're actually going to do this. And so I just think that's such a cool, cool moment and Wish I was there to see it. So I'd go back to watch that. Mm. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So with that, what is the movie that we got to see? Back to the Future, 1985. Marty McFly, a 17-year-old high school student, is accidentally sent 30 years into the past in a time-traveling DeLorean invented by his close friend, the Maverick Scientist, Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Maverick. Maverick. I, yeah, I guess he is a maverick. He's kind of above the law, yeah, right? Yeah. So I like how it says that like, he accidentally goes back in time because I mean, well, he does accidentally yeah, go back. I mean, in but time. he he was given the instructions on how everything works, and he hopped into the car. Yeah, but he wasn't going. It wasn't. He, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I just feel like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So a movie in the nutshell. Yeah, uh, the movie's about a guy named Marty. He accidentally goes back in time, meets his parents before they got get together, before they, you know, um, fall in love. And by some mishap, the mom <laughs> falls in love with him, her son, which is weird in itself, but surprisingly it works, works in the movie. And, uh, and so Marty's trying to fix the past so that he can get back to his future. Hence the term back to the future. So... So your history with this. My history. Okay, so 1985, uh, right out of high school. Well, out of 84, but so I was pretty much the same age as Marty, which is kind of cool at the time. Um, I don't recall seeing it in the theater. I'm pretty sure I went with a couple of my friends. Vague, vague memory of it. Yeah. Um, Pretty much it. When was the first time you saw it? This, I think I mentioned it in the Goonies podcast. So I didn't see this movie um, right away. I think I was four. Oh, you got it. You got it on the tape, right? I got it on On the the tape. The triple tape. I was sick. Yeah. The triple tape with Goonies, Gremlins, and then Back to the Future. And 
and I, I can remember, I think out of all three of those movies, Back to the Future was the one I was most excited about mm-hmm. because I think I, I heard, I always heard about it and I'd see pictures and, and I can remember thinking that, I don't know, like in my kid brain, I thought it was all about him going into the future. <laughs> but so, but I understand now why it's called Back to the Future. But I remember as a kid for a lot of years, I'm like, I don't understand why they call it Back to the Future. He never goes to the future, but Cause it's future. he's trying to get back to his future. to his future it's yeah. just future and the title implies that you're right you're going yeah. to the yeah but i i loved it and to me it was the first time i ever seen a delorean so i didn't grow up knowing what a delorean is and and to be honest with you for a while i thought it was just a made-up car i didn't know it was a real car oh really that they made and um yeah i remember going to universal studios and they had that opportunity where you can go and sit in it into the DeLorean and you could they let you sit in it yeah I remember I have pictures of me there was like a DeLorean to, I don't think it was a movie one but they had a DeLorean there where you can go in sit and take a picture and then oh that's cool you pop out the only one I remember at Universal was the one that was on the tram tour sitting in the dirt you know in the back they would drive past uh, the movie cars and it was getting all beat up and, yeah. yeah no no I, I had memories of like sitting in that oh, car cool. and then like looking at the lights and my grandparents took me to see that one and uh, and yeah, it wasn't so I, all of a sudden I saw DeLorean just driving around, thinking like, "Whoa, yeah, that Back to the Future car. How how did they get that?" And then realizing, no, it was a real car. <laughs> they made it, but that's cool. Yeah, so I saw it when I was sick. Loved it ever since. See it probably once a year, you know. And and uh, in and I don't really want to get into the sequels too much, but. Uh, um, when the part two and three came out, I remember being blown away just by the mere fact the way part two ended and went right into to be continued part three. Yeah. And then they showed that. And I do remember going to the theater. Yeah. Uh, Santa Anita Fashion Park for the second for the second movie. And then, yeah, it was like right after they did the trailer for the third one. I'm yeah. like, whoa. It's like, I didn't even know they were making a third they one. They already got it in the can. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. So, I was like, well, They have that. all this stuff. What? All movies should do this. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, let's talk about the actors in the movie because this, for a lot of them, this was like their iconic role, right? This is the role almost, they, they can't live down. This is who they are and they kind of own it. And, uh, and I think the biggest well, one of the biggest stars at the time, well, Michael, Michael J. Fox was a big star, but, but Christopher Lloyd had already been doing things like he was on taxi show. And, and so I think he, I don't know if he was the bigger, you would tell me, was he the bigger name at the time or was it Michael J. Fox? Cause I know. He, no, I think he, Michael J. Fox was still the bigger, the bigger name. Cause he was on family ties. Yeah. He was on TV. So he oh, had a lot right. more exposure, I think to the, the you know, to the public. Yeah, because he was on TV versus the movies, you know. And Christopher Lloyd was in a lot of things, but mm-hmm. I don't remember him being a big. Although he was on TV too, like yeah. Taxi, yeah, right? Taxi, but, but yeah, big, big guy. Yeah, but I think one thing we, we can both agree on is like this was one hundred percent perfectly casted. Oh yeah, you know, like they couldn't have done better. Um, of course, I'm like you. I know you know, but they had a different actor for Marty, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they actually uh, did cast this movie a little bit poorly and uh, things would have completely, from what I understand, it would have been a different tone of a movie. Well, they didn't cast it poorly. They wanted Michael J. Fox originally, right? But they couldn't 
get him. So they settled on, um, why can I think of his Eric name? Eric Schultz. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Schultz, Stoltz. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, I, well, actually, I didn't hear that. I heard that. Okay, so I have I know how they found Michael J. Fox. I know that okay, story. Okay, what's your story? Because I guess we have different stories. We okay. have different behind-the-scenes so, stories. All right. So, we, yeah, the, the internet can tell us who's right. Okay. So, from what I know was that Eric Stoltz was hired. Great actor. You know, I, I always wonder how he felt about Because he got fired from this role. But I guess him yeah. and Zemeckis clashed a lot. Like, Stoltz kind of thought the movie was going to be a bit more dramatic. Yeah, I did hear that. Tongue in cheek. And so it just wasn't, they just weren't having it. Um, but they filmed already a lot of it um, already. So Michael J. Fox was in where they filmed both these movies were with pass it. There's scenes in Pasadena for both the, for this movie and Michael J. Fox was making Teen Wolf. And while he was making Teen Wolf, um, producer, somebody, walked over to the Teen Wolf set, saw him in it, and said, hey, I think this guy might be a good, be oh. a better replacement. Oh, so they found they found him from Teen Wolf. Yes, like while they're filming Teen Wolf. Okay. So, um, and uh, I was watching a documentary on Teen Wolf, and like all the, the directors and producers were so glad that they got him first. They said, because had he, because he blew up after Back to the Future, Right. Had they got him after, they said oh, we probably wouldn't have gotten him. It'd been too expensive. And not only that, but they they released Teen Wolf after Back to the Future. So they got a good bump in Oh, okay. And like, ooh, and Michael J. Fox. So okay. that was a story I heard. Well, that makes sense. Well, again, my story picks up where they're like, Oh, they wanted him, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like he was already doing or or contracted to be on family, family ties, ties, family ties. Yes. and it's like well i can't do family ties and you know do back to good at the same time but he made it work he made it work by yeah not, i guess by, he was doing evenings yep. evenings and weekends by not sleeping <laughs> yeah. which added to his role in the film because he was exhausted he right. was tired he was kind of a little neurotic this, a little, little neurotic yeah. a little maniac you know just because you know the whole situation yeah yeah, yeah. but that was cool i mean it, it worked out and and yeah, not this, not just them, but you got Leah Thompson in it as well. Uh, Caspin, Crispin, 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 Crispin yeah. Glover. Um, See, and I don't know anything, you know, that he was in earlier or even know him, you know, as an actor, but man, I mean, his, his role was just, it was over the top, weird, funny. Yeah. And how and, much but of it that, worked. And how much of that was him and how much of that was, you know, yeah. Direction. It was great. Uh, yeah, it was great. And he, it worked. And yeah, he was, he made that George as awkward, as weird as George McFly was. And that laugh, right? That, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he made it, he made it. And I, from what I understand, I guess he's also a weird guy in real life and whatever, something happened, but I know again, he did not get asked to come back for part two. Um, they got a completely different actor for him. Yeah, he wanted too much money. Or, oh, is that what it was? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he's a great actor. Weird dude, I guess. But um, but man, yeah, George McFly. And Biff, don't forget Biff. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? 
something Thomas? Thomas? Thomas Wilson. Thomas Wilson. Thomas yes. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. As Biff. He, he, uh, and I guess, man, just looking at this movie, cause a lot of these characters are playing the same person, but they're playing them differently, which I, you know what I mean? No, what do you like mean? you've got goofy Biff, you got, you got bully Biff, right? Yeah. You got three Biffs. You got bully Biff. That's in 85. You've got bully Biff. That is in 55. And then you've got goofy submissive Biff in alternate, in alternate 85. Yeah. Right. So, uh, that must have been something for these actors to play the same character, but just differently. You know what I mean? Well, that's what makes this movie so fun is that it's, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I love it is because it's, like I said, it's sci-fi, real world sci-fi. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, spaceships and stuff. It's like, you know, present day at the time and and an invention, a machine traveling through time. And then what I also love is that it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. You don't think of it as a comedy, like intentional comedy, but just the situations that these people get thrown into are just funny. Yeah. You know, you're from the past. You're my mom, my dad, when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, how does this affect yeah. all these different things? I'm, you know, the diner scene when, you know, he, he's in there, he meets his dad, mm-hmm. and then he sees Goldie Wilson. Yeah. That's right. He's going to be mayor. Mayor. Yeah. I like the sound yeah. of that. Yeah. And you talk about characters. I mean, Goldie's the best. Yeah. What a great character. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? I, I was watch, I, I thought about this, I think maybe not this last time I watched this movie, but the movie before that. But so who Goldie Wilson is, you know, he's the mayor. And in 85, he's, you know, trying to run for mayor. And, and you know, you hear him, you know, progress is his middle name. It's interesting that if you take, part one and part two right and you look at you look you see 55 you see hill valley as this nice community but but by 85 something happens it's not as good or as nice anymore no it's a mess it's a mess right yeah but then you get to 2015 and part two it's like perfect again like if the future looks nice it's good you know, you know, the building is, it's, it looks good. So really from what I've been told, when you judge politicians, you, you judge them the years after that they were in charge. Right. Yeah. So if you look at it, so Goldie Wilson kind of took over that alternate 85. So Mayor Red Thomas kind of messed up the town. He messed up the town. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe someone before that. I, I don't know, but, but yeah, so Goldie Wilson, the true hero of Hill Valley, as I like to call him, um, Brought uh, hover cars to Hill Valley, but okay, but they didn't know they didn't know that that this was, that was going to be the turn of events when Goldie became mayor that things were going to turn around. I mean, originally in the original story, right? Right. But I thought it was odd that that the, the town was so horribly run down. Like, yeah, I mean, it was a mess. So I kind of thought that maybe they had in mind that like when you know Marty went back in time and and he you know gives his dad that bit of advice and everything turns around and everything, you know, everything transforms that the town was going to transform. But when he shows back up to Hill Valley, you know, from the past, when he came back to the future, it was still a mess. Still a mess. But, but he says, Oh, it's great to be back. Everything looks beautiful. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So So, yeah, Goldie Wilson. I kind of want to know what his story is like, like from, from being from mopping the floor to right. Becoming, 
from being told like, yeah, you'll never, you'll that never. will be the day. You're yeah. not going to be mayor to becoming mayor. Yeah. And then optimistic. He's, mm-hmm. I love it when they're, when the, uh, they're playing the music and he's just doing his job and he's just like dancing yeah. in the background. It's so funny. Yeah. So, so good. Goldie Wilson. All right. Well, with that, let's talk about the scenes and the things that we love about this movie. Um, and right off the gate, you know, I love the opening scene. It's just like that, that, that pan across all those clocks. So all you hear is just the, the ticking of those clocks. And then Marty, you don't even see Marty, right? You just, you just know his, someone's in the room. You see his feet. You see his feet and you see someone start messing with all this like high tech equipment. And that sound, like there's something about that speaker sound, right? That do 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 do. Yeah, that humming like, and he's ramping and he's up the dial. It, and then you realize, oh yeah, he's about to <laughs> play. Which can they make a speaker that big? Is that a real thing? You need a big magnet. I think that would be the big thing. Okay, you get a magnet that big. But it, okay, I'm not a musician. But if you do get a speaker that big, you probably shouldn't stand in front of it, right? It'd probably knock you down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did think it was kind of cheesy that it like cracked because you know speakers are like more like paper and fat, right? They don't like crack like plaster. Yeah, but who cares? It's fun, right? Yeah, and it sends them through the wall. Yeah, and that's when you get your your first uh, first look at Marty. It's the him looking at the broken speaker. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. Dog gives him a call, and he's late for school. Late for school. <laughs> yeah, and then Huey Lewis his song kicks in. Are you a big Huey Lewis fan? I was going to ask you that. No. I mean, I did like a couple of his songs, but you own, you owned his sports album, didn't you? No. Oh, uh, like, for some reason, I thought maybe you did. I had very few albums. Oh, okay. I was more of a tape guy. Okay. Well, I, album <laughs> refers to a collection of music. It could have yeah. been on. No, I'm not a tape. big Huey Lewis fan oh. outside of Back to the Future. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So. And of course, Huey Lewis has a cameo. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. He plays the 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 judge, mm-hmm. the judge for the for the music. I'm sorry, guys, you're just too darn loud. Which lets me think, like, what else was he listening to? What else were they like judging on? Because they had like no reaction. I mean, this is the battle of the bands, and it looked like they picked the worst judges. But <laughs> I know that's part of the movie and why it looks why it's funny. Yeah. But it's like these are like the worst judges for a battle of the bands high school competition yeah you got the stuffy nerdy teachers all, out there yeah. yeah like what what were they looking for you know because i don't know marty's band wasn't wasn't that like impressive i mean it just sounded like a normal band but well they were a little loud i guess they took i mean it i mean that's that's a it's not a matter of volume it's just a matter of musical presence, preference preference i yeah. guess yeah maybe, maybe they, they were expecting a string quartet <laughs> for battle of the bands yeah. yeah which he gets rejected which is a key point to the film rejection that's right yeah yeah i didn't know about that yeah you're right that is a key point to the yeah. film interesting yeah so we're talking about great moments you talk about the opening with the clocks late for school battle of the bands um but let's talk about the delorean and the reveal mm-hmm. twin pines mall twin pines mall twin pines mall in the reveal of the DeLorean. Yeah. It was almost like this, you know, you, a couple, I think last podcast you asked about the MacGuffin. Yeah. 
And I don't think the time machine is a MacGuffin, but I think the flux capacitor is. No, the time machine is a MacGuffin. It's a prop. But the car's not. Yes, it is. I would I would say the flux it's capacitor a, is more of a, of a MacGuffin. Okay, so like if somebody had a collection of movie props and they had a DeLorean, that's not a MacGuffin? It's a prop, though. <laughs> it's a... Yeah. You can't get, you can't time travel without the DeLorean. You, there's no you, movie. You can't, you put the flux capacitor in a Honda Civic and you can time travel that way. No, there's a lot more to it than that. No, even Doc says that like, look, if, if I'm going to build a time machine, I'm going to build it with style. It was a, it was a, it was a style choice. The DeLorean, okay. The DeLorean as a time machine is a MacGuffin because it's the hero prop of the film. Yeah, but but the flux capacitor you can't explain. Okay, first off, I just have to say MacGuffin is a really stupid name. Okay. <laughs> I just, yes, I understand that. Okay. I'm not arguing that. All right. But the 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 mystery is a flux capacitor. Oh, so the, all we get is that like, oh, that's just what makes time travel possible. Oh, okay. so MacGuffin involves it's, there's a mystery behind it. Yeah, you don't really you can't fully comprehend that. I mean, the the DeLorean itself Okay, what's a MacGuffin in Indiana Jones? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, it's it's the it's the, the idol. N- no, it's the uh, what? Um, the Ark. So the Ark's I, a MacGuffin. You can't explain how it works or you know what it is. I thought the MacGuffin was just a collection of like key props in a film. Oh, no, it has to it has to be the one. It's the story. It's the story. It's the story. Uh, of the scene. It's what it pushes. It's the mystery that pushes the story forward. All right. So the flux capacitor, they're trying to recreate its, you know. All right. I need to go to MacGuffin school. You got to go to MacGuffin because school. Because it's okay. Yeah. All Anyways. Right. Anyways. Okay. He shows up at Twin Pine Mall at night. At night. Yeah. And Doc Brown's van is there and, the, and he opens up the bag. You know what I think was cool? What? Is that. When Doc is first, he's all excited, right? He's all yeah. excited to show Marty this, record this, do that. Yeah. But Marty was actually like, like he was kind of like, wow, did you really like make a remote control car out of the DeLorean? Like Marty had no idea what he was about to witness, right? He was just there to like, film it. Right. You know, he didn't comprehend oh, what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he had no clue. But he was going, blown yeah. away the fact that like, you, you, that remote control is rigged up to that car. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I like that because I think I would have been, you know, just as impressed with yeah, that. He, well, he hasn't, he doesn't grasp the concept of what this thing is yet either. Yeah. He's just like, that's a cool car. That remote's hooked up to it. Yeah. Whoa. And I love how Marty is just going with it. Like Doc is just like, all right, and this, and then Einstein, and you see these clocks, you see these clocks, they match. And then all of a sudden you're going to, you're going to see this and it's going to happen. Marty's just going back and forth and doing all sorts of things. And, uh, you know finally sees the car take off and his first reaction was like you just incinerated einstein <laughs> <laughs> yeah such so, cool, yeah just such cool shots so from what i'm getting i mean before that it you know doc brown he's kind of a quack right or at least he has that reputation because if you go back to strickland strickland was like oh you need to stop hanging out with that doc brown you know, he's nothing but a quack or I think he says something. No, he's not a quack. He's a maverick. 
He's a maverick. Yeah. But he has a reputation as a quack, right? A quacky maverick. Because it's like you you see all like the news headlines that like he burnt down his house. Yeah. Doing something. Yeah. And yeah, he has all like this cool robotic dog feeder thing. So, but I think this is like the first invention that that actually worked. That worked. Yeah, but he had some money though. That mansion, right? Yeah, yeah, the mansion. He must have had something previous to this that he invented that worked. Yeah, or unless he just had an inheritance. I think he had I, the inheritance. I think it's an inheritance, right? Yeah, and so he just kind of spent his whole life. Yeah building building and things. figuring things out and what we've learned that in 55 he falls hits his head on the toilet and he gets the idea for time travel so it's almost as if like this crazy idea and in 55 he didn't have the technology or the i you know the means to to do it but it was like eating at him for 30 years so maybe that's why he came across as a crazy man and somehow burnt his house down but he always had this idea for time travel and he had to wait 30 years to at least get the technology to do it. So do you think Doc taught at the high school then at some point that Marty maybe got to know him there? I, I was just going to ask Probably, you that. right? How do you, how did these two meet? How did these two come across? They, they never explain it. It's which got, he, I like, yeah, I he, like he that. must be, he must've been like a high school teacher or professor. Yeah. Right. He's, he's local. You know, he lives in town. He probably, he probably was a teacher in the high school, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They got to know each other. There's, yeah. And so. they probably developed a relationship because, you know, I think, you know, Marty's dad is weird. Yeah. So he doesn't really have a connection there to uh, like an adult figure. So he probably like, you know, became friends. And Doc's like, yeah, hey, I got this giant speaker in my house. You can use it anytime. Yeah. You right. Know? Rock and but, roll. Yeah. I was, I was going to wonder that, like, what do you think their first meeting was? How did they meet? You know, how do they become such close friends? Um, he's 17. I don't know how old Doc is in 85, but he's old. Um, but it works. And I, and I like how they don't explain that. You just know that there's this relationship there. Well, Marty's kind of the odd man out in his family too. You think about his, his brother's kind of yeah. goofy. His sister's kind of goofy. His, mm-hmm. you know, his mom's kind of, she's kind of a drunk. Kind kinda, of drunk. Kind of. Yeah. And kind of. Yeah. And then dad's <laughs> an ultra, like kind of creepy nerd, right? Creepy nerd. Right. Yeah, so just... he probably doesn't like hanging out at home anyway. Right. Yeah. So he probably like, I'm guessing probably hung out with doc at the, at the school, mm-hmm. messed around with some of his equipment. Yeah. And he knows, so, and, and he knew he was going to plug into the amp. Right. I, I do right? think there's something to that because if you look at, yeah, Marty's home life. It's not great. No. It's, it's, you know, he doesn't want to be there. He, you can tell Marty wants to be different. He doesn't want to fall in the footsteps of his parents. And my guess is Doc is so full of hope and promise of the future. Even, even though he comes across as a weirdo and like he can't get nothing done, you know, and he again lives in a garage basically. Um, but the, he's is probably like Marty was attracted to that. Like, look, I want to be in a in a place where, like, there's hope for the future, where there's, you know, I can, you know, there's like a promise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just kind of being at home and everyone's just kind of like bogged down by whatever, crappy jobs and vodka. Yeah. And Uncle Joey in the jail. Gilbert but, uh, Joey. But yeah, I think that's probably why Marty gravitated to Doc so much. Yeah, and Doc. You know, he treated him as a, as a friend, like a genuine friend and mm-hmm. equal and... Not like a kid. Yeah. Yeah, no. And Doc probably doesn't have family, mm-hmm. doesn't appear to have any family or doesn't seem like he has any family because he's always kind of focused on his work. Mm-hmm. 
yet he gives Marty, you know, time and attention and yeah, that, that uh, friendship developed. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, let's talk about when Marty finally goes back in time. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So it is kind of weird, like the terrorists, and they don't come out of nowhere. Like there's, if you pay attention, there's like news and it all kind of leads up to that moment where the terrorists want, because I guess Doc was supposed to be building a bomb for him. Yeah, seriously, Doc, you're going to give, you're going to give terrorists a fake bomb. (laughs) Yeah. And then you think you're going to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Marty gets away from the terrorists and uh, they chase Marty they chase him. In, a, in, a, in a Volkswagen bus. Yeah, which that Volkswagen bus keeps up with the DeLorean quite a bit. Okay, like, so... that's impressive. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to think that the DeLorean wasn't, at the time, wasn't really considered a fast car. I think most of them were V6. I think they were all V6, so they really didn't have a lot of punch to them. Oh, okay. They looked pretty sporty, but they didn't have a lot of kick. Yeah. Um, and the bus that they had was a late model 75, which for the car nerds out there, uh, had the later type four engine, which was used in Porsche 914. So they did have a little kick to it. Oh, okay. So a it is bit. believable. It's, it's somewhat believable. Yeah. So okay. the DeLorean's a little on the slow side. Those, the later model buses had a little kick to them. So yeah, it was uh-huh. possible that they could have kept up with them. Kept up. Yeah. Possibly. It's plausible. Yeah. All right. But it was just great. I mean, you know, Terrace is stick as, you know, he's standing up through the sunroof with the, uh, the bazooka, the bazooka, <laughs> the, yeah, the grenade launcher. Yeah. yeah. And that's when he says, let's see if you guys can do nine. Let's see what you do. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, let's see if you, you bastards can do 90. And that's when you see the true speed of the DeLorean. Can I just want to say, I'm, I, I use the word bastards because when my son was a little kid, saw Back to the Future for the first time, loved the movie flipped out and we caught him running around the backyard when we had family over saying, okay, you bastards, you know what? You that, bastards. And he didn't really know what he was saying, but he was just saying it. That happened to me too with that word. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember playing and I thought I got it from star Wars, but it's not in star Wars. It must've been from this movie, but I can, I remember being in my living room playing with my little action figures and then like, you bastard. And then parents <laughs> like, what did you say? And that's when I was corrected. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started saying, mm, you bastard. <laughs> and then I started being quiet about it. Okay. So, so if any of our fans out there have a, a child that <laughs> used bastard as his first swear word. Blame it on. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Tell us a story <laughs> that it was from watching Back to the Future. Because, you know, it was a PG movie. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, you know, clean. Except for the, you know, that yeah. word. Yeah. All right, so well, back to my favorite. Once yeah, he finally goes back about? in time, he crashes into the barn. Yeah. And, you know, he's supposed to be exactly where he is in 85. Now he's in 1955. So now the mall's not built. Nothing's developed. And there's nothing but pine trees. Even Doc says, like, I remember when this was all pine trees. As far as the eye can see. He had this idea of breeding pine, pine trees. trees. <laughs> yeah. Old man Peabody. But... In 55, again, it, this is when you know science fiction magazines are taking, taking off, sci-fi movies, and the little kid thinks that an alien just crashed into his barn, which is perfect, right? That ain't no airplane. <laughs> yeah. Look. Yeah. 
And because uh, yeah, he never seen a DeLorean, a car like that before. And Marty's wearing that radiation suit. It takes off the 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 hood, and that's when the kid says, "Like he's already changing into his human form." Yeah. And the art, yeah, and then the artwork is perfect, right? I mean, you know, it was yeah. it was it was designed for the film because it's it was kind of staged the same, and the the spaceship kind of looked the same, and they in the you know the the invader kind of looked the same, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, I, I just picture yourself being Marty, like not truly understanding what just happened. Yeah. And now you got guys shooting at him and you're trying to explain like, Hey, I'm sorry about your barn. And he takes off. And, yeah. And then the other weird scene, I think I've talked, and I still don't know what they say, but after the car breaks down, Marty walks up to an old couple driving by. And this is 1955. You think like, Oh, people were nicer back then. People were more trusting back then. But when Marty walks up to the car, like the old lady just starts screaming and smacking or shaking yeah. The husband like don't stop. don't stop. Is that what no. he she says? Like why? I I've it, always wondered wh- wh- what what were they thinking? Like why was that old lady freaking out so much? Because he looks weird. He's got this weird suit on, and he's you know he's just somebody. Although people would would probably be nicer to, to a, a, a kid walking on the street like he right. wouldn't need a ride. And the old man was stopping because obviously he was slowing down. Like oh, was, was some but something triggered that old lady to freak out. It was, yeah, it was just her and. So I, yeah. it will be a mystery to, to my dying day is why she freaked out. You know, I, wh- I need to find Zemeckis. Yeah, but I you, need Zemeckis yeah, to Yeah, but you know why. why she freaked out? Why? Because it's funny. I understand it's funny. All the, all the moments in this movie, like I said, it's a comedy. But, I, I, but, okay, I don't want to say comedy. I'm just saying that the, the situations are all set up, that there's golden moments throughout this entire movie from beginning to end. Just funny moments. And, and they're, they're a little over the top sometimes, but that's okay. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not. I'm not saying I love. I think it's hilarious. Okay, you just want to analyze. What I just. She was I'm thinking. just more or less like that is funny. What was she thinking? Like what? What? What danger did she perceive seeing in Marty? She has the comic. Oh yeah. You know she's kind Could of. Be. You know she's a. She's into the comics. Yeah. She just read that at that that <laughs> episode that volume and recognized him, right? Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Or she took the comic from her grandson and says, don't read this stuff. And Well, if, if Zemeckis, I, I know, know you're listening, if you can just mention in the comments as to why the old lady freaked out, I'd appreciate that. So, um, yeah, we'll move on from there. Yeah. And then he shows up in the town, 1955. 1955, Hill Valley. Hill Valley, which, is it on a hill or is it in a valley? Why is it Hill Valley? It's kind of like opposite, like, it kind of contradicts itself, right? Hill Valley. Never, yeah, I've never thought of that. You're right. You know why? Why? Because it's funny. Because it's funny. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought of it that you're right. Just, I don't know, Hill Valley. Hill Valley. Yeah. Sounds good, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's cool? And I, I think we're spoiled where we live in Southern California. And, you know, we're an hour outside of Hollywood. That we get to see a lot of these places where they film the movie. And... And, uh, and, you know, like the Twin Pines Mall. Have you ever been there? It's the La Puente Mall. Like, yeah. Like we've we, seen yeah, that area. Yeah, I went there on the, the Back to the Future night where they, yeah the, the people gather and had the DeLorean on display and they, they staged the, the chase. Yeah. Yeah. They, but, but also, so that, that scene where, where the old lady freaked out, so that's in Chino. Oh, it is? Yeah. And, oh, okay. and that is still, I mean, I thought it was developed, like, because obviously that was farmland back in the, when they filmed the movie. Um, 
but it's not developed, so it's still it still kind of looks like it down there. Still kind of looks like it. Oh, yeah, I just kind of assumed they went up to like Valencia or something. No, it, or it's Chino. Area. Yeah, Chino. Wow. Okay. And uh, that's another thing. There's some YouTubers that I looked up that they did all the scenes, and yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're we're pretty spoiled. I love that kind of stuff, seeing film locations and yeah, but they're still there. But yeah, but 1955. I remember the 80s. In the 80s, the 50s were very nostalgic. Hmm. Remember, like 50s diners. You mm-hmm. know, it was like you know that was like the cool thing is to go to like a 50s diner. Um, Pasadena, they had one. Uh, Rose City Diner, hmm. and they you know they all dressed you know like in from the 50s, mm-hmm. and they had like the you know the jukebox uh, uh, selectors on the on the table. I mean, it yeah. was it was done up like the whole thing. It was super cool. So I yeah. think that was probably a big, uh, you know, when this movie came out, and people in general were, were very nostalgic for the '50s. So I mean, they they poured it on when he showed up, from the cars to the people to the buildings to the music to all the cultural references and stuff. I mean, it was great. I mean, they didn't it, hold back. It is a, it is kind of trippy to think that that back in the eighties for people because you got two types of people. you got people who lived in the fifties, right? That like, Oh, it's nostalgic for me to go back to that. And you got people who didn't live in the fifties, but, but love that era. Right. Right. You know? And then, so it works. Um, and now just kind of being in my own life, I mean, at the age that I am, uh, thinking about the past and now like they're, they're, cause I, I grew up in the nineties and like this weekend, is I'm going to a nineties themed party and it's weird to think that, wow, (laughs) like the time that I lived in is now like a theme for a party. You know, it's a nostalgic time for others. Okay. I know about this 90 themed party, but I can't think of anything. Does it feel nostalgic for you? Not for me. I mean, kind of. I but guess, right? I mean, because it, it's like the... I mean, I lived it. I mean, it was my formative years. Well, what's weird is like we come out of the 70s, right? And the 70s are very, you know... You come out of the 70s. Okay, I come <laughs> out of the 70s, right? All right. Okay, I was a 70s kid and 80s teenager. Yeah. Right, okay. But what you think of the styles of the 70s were very like, you know, you know, the bell-bottom jeans and mm-hmm. the hippies and the flower power and you know, macrame and all that. I mean, it's very, you can see it, right? Yeah. You can, you know, you dress up as seventies easy, right? And then you think, Oh, eighties. Yeah. We can do eighties. Yeah. It's, it's neon colors and, you know, big, you know, big hair and, and, uh, um, parachute pants and all that kind of, so you can do eighties. Right. But then you get to nineties. It's just like, well, I think the culture just like, I think the culture, Said we're we're not gonna we're not gonna be this flamboyant anymore. We're just gonna be boring. You know what's interesting about the night? Like you're right. I don't know if I could describe it, but I would know it if I saw it. You know what I mean? I think the best way to describe the '90s is Seinfeld. Yeah. And then it's like, well, then Seinfeld and Friends. Yeah. yeah. So what's so what's the attire? I don't know. Jeans, jeans, white tennis shoes, and a and a and a. That's what I mean, right? So I I think I just saw an article about. That if they remade Back to the Future, which they never will, thank God they never will. They but better. It not. would be Marty going back to the nineties. See, like if it was happened today, and that would be boring. Yeah, it would be. It wouldn't be as fun. No, not at all. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, they can't do that. So Robert Zemeckis, we know you still have power in Hollywood, <laughs> right? So if anybody even, Bury it. yeah, as Bury if anybody it. brings it up, 
just squash it like a bug. Yeah. Squash it like a bug. Yeah, don't even do a part four. You no. know, I didn't like part three. Don't do a part four. No. All right. How are we doing on time? All right, is there any... Well, okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about as far as the movie thing before we... Uh, we should talk about... Um quickly how he messes up the relationship between his parents. Do you want to talk about like is there something there? No, we I don't just have to talk about oh, it. Oh no, yeah. I don't want to recap the movie. Just what what do we want to talk oh, about? Oh, what do we want to talk about? Okay. Um we talked about characters. We did talk about funny moments. I just love melt melt my melt your brain. Okay, is there anything that I got kind of two more things I want to mention. What are what are that what are they? Well just the the idea of Marty and Doc's goodbye. Okay. And the idea of like, okay, we have, we, 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 we come back to an alternate 85, but what, what did that look like for doc? This is something to think about. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we should, but is there anything else you, I'll, I'll just go briefly with, uh, you know, how we messed up the relationship and, okay. and, okay. All right. Go for it. Okay. Okay, so Marty's back in 1955, and of course he does run into his parents, and that messes up the timeline. So That's now, it. yeah, so now he's got to fix things, right? Which yeah. is hilarious because mom likes him, and not his, you know, and not his dad. Yeah. He's getting, you know, he's getting entanglements with Biff, um, and so in the process of trying to get the parents back together, one of the, one of the funniest moments is when he when he shows up at. Uh, his dad's house in the middle of the night dressed up as, as a space <laughs> alien to try to uh, shock him into uh, getting together, taking his mom out on a date. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's got the radiation suit. He's got his uh, cassette player and he's playing uh, the cassette, uh, Edward Van Halen, which I think well, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like, was, was Van Halen, did they refer to, refer to him as Edward Van Halen or was it always Eddie Van Halen or were they being funny? Uh, I don't know. Being funny by making it Edward because it sounds, just because it's yeah. funny. It's a sound, know. it's funnier. Interesting, yeah. Right, okay. And uh, and then of course the next day, it's like, Darth Vader came. From the planet Vulcan. From the planet Vulcan. <laughs> and said, if I don't take Lorraine to the dance, he's going to melt my brain. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy like to think like, that would be kind of torturous. You never heard music like that. And to be like on your, cause he puts the headphones on him. Yeah. And puts it all the way up. And yeah, that would be, that would hurt. I've never researched it to find out if that is the real beginning to a song, which it must be right. I don't know. Yeah. But like the squealing guitar at the beginning that, seems. Yeah. Okay. That's one of, that's on my, uh, back to the future research project yeah. to find that, that song. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It is such a weird, Again, it's a weird little story arc about the whole mom falling in love with Marty, but it works. It works in the movie. It makes sense. They make it make sense because in a sense, the way the mom fell in love with George, when the way Lorraine fell in love with George um, is the same way she fell in love with Marty. Yeah. Just and yeah, taking and it, care of like, cause the dad almost ran him over with a car. Yeah. I think when, when they presented the idea to, you know, the, the, the studios to make the film, everybody but he got kind of creeped out about the idea, but, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not, they completely miss the point that mm-hmm. this is, these are, this is an innocent time, you know, relationships are more innocent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and 
there wasn't any anything creepy about it. it was just this young girl falls in love you know falls in love or is interested in this yeah. kid that shows up you know she wants to take care of him yeah yeah and it it's funny it could have been anybody yeah 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 and was she a little over the top on yeah but mm-hmm. again it's funny it's just so funny to be in that situation so i've always wondered so you know obviously marty fixed it that's the whole resolution of the movie and he makes you know george has that moment with Biff where he punches him, knocks him out, creates the alternate 85. So then when we come back, we've got a more assertive George. He's an author. Lorraine's not a drunk. The kids are, you know, they're achievement getters. Um, now it's almost as if Marty is kind of the, <laughs> the low man of the totem pole. Uh, and yeah, and Biff's like, you know, he cleans his cars. Like yeah. Biff's, you know, kind of goofy Biff now. What I always thought was funny is that, that, you know, he did change the past. He gave his, mm-hmm. his dad that, you know, piece of advice, you know, that forever changed his destiny. Yet yeah. they still live in the same house. They still this, live in the same house. But Every, everything has changed, but, but I mean, but it works. I mean, you, you couldn't have put him in a different house yeah. and everything. Cause it's just, it's, it's not funny. Right. You, you don't have that sort of, you don't have that transition. It's like you get a BMW, yeah. But you're still gonna live in this house, the same house, yeah, yeah. the same little house, and in, in like the brother, you're gonna work in a nice office, but you're still gonna live at home. Still the same, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, so back to that, I always wondered, like, did like Lorraine or George ever be like, you know what, you know, our son Marty kind of looks like. <laughs> Do you remember looks, that? You remember that guy, Calvin looks Klein like that kid at the? Yeah. yeah, remember Calvin Klein from high school? But I think that's yeah. a, that's what's fun about this movie yeah. is it 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 is silly. There are silly things, and if you think about it too much, and then like I don't know. But it's it's so good. Knowing what took, I mean, it's only thirty years. I mean, it's not like it's that long or ancient, right? Right. You know, for George to be a look, I know our story. I know you kind of had the hots for Calvin Klein. We have a son years later. He starts looking like Calvin Klein. I'd start to wonder, wonder yeah, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. So with that, let's, let's talk about the, the very end of the movie. One, one of my other favorite scenes, it's not a funny scene, but I just think it's a really well acted movie or well acted scene. It's when Marty and doc kind of say goodbye. Cause Marty, you know, he finds 1955 doc and to help him get home. Um, but one thing I, you know, we didn't mention for those who haven't seen the movie, when Marty, before Marty leaves to go back in time, um, when he's escaping the terrorists, he watches Doc get killed by the terrorists. Yeah, they shoot him. That's like his friend. Like he sees him and they shoot him down and he dies. And so Marty escapes. He finds Doc again. And, and then so, so for him to see Doc again, it's like, wow, you, you're, you're alive. I, I get to see you again. And, for anyone who's ever lost somebody i mean that that's a big deal and and then for even uh for doc who again let's go back to the psyche of who doc is this maverick who you know probably has no friends is a loner he finds somebody who knows who he is who believes in him who kind of almost like pumps up his ego in a sense like wow i do make something that works because remember he has that stupid yeah you know, doesn't work. So he's like, I'm not a failed adventure. I get to live to 1985. So for doc, that's an important thing to there too. And, you know, 
So when they have that scene, there's a lot in the scene that that's going on than just a simple goodbye. You know, it's Marty saying goodbye. I'm, I'm never going to see you again because you're going to die. And, and for doc, it's like the only person that's ever believed in me, my only friend, I'm not going to be able to see or talk to about the next couple of days for the next 30 years. Yeah. And he even says it, you know, yeah. Like I, how I, hard yeah. that must've been. I've had to wait 30 years. Yeah. 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 So I just think it's a really good scene. It's a really good scene between both those actors. Uh, and, um, yeah. And that's when he tries to give him the letter. Read the letter, Doc, because in 1985, you're going to be gunned down. No. Don't want to know the future. I refuse to set the consequences. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 that's a cool scene. And, well, he comes back, but he says, I figured, what the heck. Yeah. <laughs> Read the note anyways. Where's the bulletproof vest? And, and It's perfect. Lives. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So it makes you wonder, like, how long did it take for him to actually put that letter together? Like, in what, like, was it? In the sixties, what in the seventies when he finally was like or when he finally met a young Marty, like maybe I should go back and put that letter together. Well, obviously he picked up the pieces. Yeah. He had all the pieces. So obviously but, that night that he went back, he's probably like, Oh, I better put this together. But I bet he waited. I bet he waited. Yeah. 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 To, to the right moment. Anyways, but I've always wondered, we get to see what alternate eighty five looked like for Marty and his family. What did alternate eighty five look for Doc? You know, did he still burn down his house? Did he still? Oh yeah, we know, don't. Know. We don't know any of that yeah, because he makes an appearance at the end because he he ends up traveling mm-hmm. to the future, comes back. Yeah, but we don't know what alternate Doc looked like. Yeah, but I'm sure it was good. It's probably good. I mean, it saved his life. He had more bulletproof vest at the very least. I have a feeling it probably wasn't much different because yeah. if the time machine was his big success as an experiment. He probably hasn't had any other ones since then. Yeah. Which probably means he wasn't making much money, which he's probably still living in that same true house. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jim, do you have any movie magic for us? Movie magic moments. Not really, but I do have a little <laughs> couple of tidbits. Okay. All right. So, um, I had a, a friend, a friend, coworker, who had in his possession briefly the uh, the, the mind reading hat? Oh, the Doc okay. Brown hat. Yeah, yeah. Well, put it on. Did you? Yeah, it was cool. Did it come with that suction thing? No, he just had the hat. I mean, he might have had okay. it there. I don't remember. I just remember that he did have the the helmet. Oh, that's neat. So that was fun. Was it like the actual one from the movie, or was yeah. it a replica? Yeah, okay. he was fixing it for whoever owned it at the time. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. Uh, and then my other tidbit is, is, uh, you know, the Burger King in mm-hmm. the beginning of the film, that was, uh, it's in Burbank, Olive Avenue. That was just a block up the street from, uh, the, uh, special effects, uh, shop that I was working at. So we did frequent that place for lunch, ah. right? And we identified where Doc's house would have been placed. Yeah. Which is pretty much where the dumpsters were. There was really no room there for a house. So that whole, like, that garage, that was just facade, right? Yeah, that was just yeah. a facade. And uh, the parking lot there um, was a, uh, like, it was a Home Depot. It was probably a home club at the time mm-hmm. in Toys R Us. Um, and uh, the, the restaurant in the background was there forever. Do you remember that, Lancers? And then across the street was this place called Foam Mart where we bought all our uh, 
foam goods for special effects projects. So, yeah, Burger King. Burger King. That's Which cool. you notice in the beginning of the film, he has all those Burger King wrappers on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just walk on over to Burger walk King. Walk on over to Burger King and have some breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's cool. Yeah, so that's my that's my movie magic moment. Awesome. Now, you visited some of the locations or how many? Yeah, so uh, I've been to the place in Chino. Okay. You know, and I've been to the mall. I've been to the that Doc Brown's house, the 55 house. All right, we didn't mention that. Yeah, the Gamble House. The Gamble House which in is Pasadena. A, yeah, Frank Lloyd Wright, mm-hmm. famous Gamble House is in Pasadena. I saw Lorraine's house. I think it was Lorraine's house. Oh. And then, of course, going to Universal Studios, actually seeing the clock tower. Yeah. Been on that a couple times. You know what's weird, though, is when you, when you take the tour and you go into that town square, it doesn't look like the movie. No, it doesn't. At all. You're like looking at it. It's like, this isn't it. Yeah. This isn't it. Because of the angles that they shot the thing at, it looks completely different. Completely different. Unrecognizable, practically. I, the only place I haven't been, surprisingly, is actually Marty's house. Yeah, so, no, where was that? I know I looked it up once, but I don't remember. It's somewhere close. I mean, yeah. ish. Yeah. But it, we could go there. Uh, maybe we should do that sometime. Yeah. You got to see this movie on location. On location. We can we can hit, uh, hit a bunch of places. We can hit Burger King. We can hit Burger King. It's probably still there. <laughs> yeah, I heard Burger King is not, uh, yeah. not, not doing so good. I do want to go to the Gamble House. I, I did venture out there once, mm-hmm. and it was on a Back to the Future event day. Okay. You couldn't get in. Oh, yeah. No place to park. I mean, the yeah, line I, went around the block. I think they do showings there, right? Like on the lawn? I don't know if they did a, a showing, but I know it was it was a day where they had the DeLorean in the in okay. the uh, the driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go in the house. Yeah, you need to go on a day that's not a Back to the Future day if you actually want to see anything. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah. And the mall, the pointy point. Puente Hills Mall, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about kind of the bigger theme. Um, Again, we believe that God speaks to us in many different ways, and for me, at least, I think he speaks to me through a lot of movies, and there's always a deeper deeper story going on here. And this was, I wouldn't say it was a hard one. Um, So, I mean, I've seen this movie a lot, and I've used this movie as a illustration do a lot of sermons that I've done before. So I c- kind of had, had an idea before I watched the movie, but I don't want to do that with this podcast. I really want to kind of be fresh and something new. And I did, I got something new that I realized this whole time or this, this new time watching it. And it's the idea of discipleship. Um, and ironically, I, I was teaching a baptism class last night and it kind of, almost, you know, God works in weird, in great ways, mysterious ways. Did you make some back to the future references in your baptism? No, class? it was almost like uh-huh. he used a baptism class to help me see something different in the movie. So, so he was prepping you for yeah, this podcast, for this I, podcast I really right now. I do. I do. Nice. I think so. All right. Um, but the idea of discipleship and how you, no one can just be a disciple, right? Like it's not a position you're not prayed over and all of a sudden one day you're, I'm a disciple now, but a disciple is someone who is made and you know, and that's, that's kind of, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it just doesn't happen. That's why Jesus says, go out and make disciples of all nations. Like there's a process, there's, 
there's something to it that you're just not, yeah, you're not born a disciple. And, and, and so last night watching it and Marty says that line and the lines throughout the whole movie is the idea of, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything, which, you know, I think in our world, it's like, you know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens, strengthens me. But anyways, but that, that line, right. Throughout the whole movie, Marty says it in the very beginning and he says he heard it from doc. Like it's one of these teachings that he got from doc. He says, like doc says, put your mind to it. You can accomplish anything. And I think going back to what I said before with the, the, the idea of hope that doc always had, like he just had hope that if you just, you can just keep, put your mind to it. You can keep doing it. Just keep going, just keep going. And eventually you're going to make a time machine. Um, and so Marty really gravitated to that. So in a way, Doc discipled Marty, right? He discipled Marty to who he needed to be in this movie. So then when Marty goes back into time, he has a little bit of discipleship for his father. Now he's with his father. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he says the same line. Like, look, George, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything because George is just like, I can't do this. I can't talk to girls and, you know, I write these stories, but I can't face rejection. You know, I'm scared to do this. And so, yeah. So then you got, you got doc who discipled Marty and you got Marty who's discipling George. And what makes this movie, the movie is that, you know, Marty just didn't go up to him like, Hey, go meet this girl. Like there was a lot of moments that led up to finally George being who he needed to be at the end mm. with Marty's, you know, teaching. So he got to disciple his dad. And then when you get back to, to 1985, the alternate 85, when they're opening his thing and he's getting his first book, George says it, he goes, see what I told you, you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And again, it's this idea that like, like there was this teaching, this, this, these words that have just carried over and had positive effects on who these men became. So that's good. Yeah. And I think that's just what I, if the, for a church to be, for a church to do church, right. They need to be making disciples. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not discipling. You're not discipling to correct people. Mm -hmm. You're discipling to encourage people for a positive effect in their life that they can in turn, you know, make disciples Mm -hmm. as well. And to know that it's a process and that you, when, you know, when people come to our church and I'm not saying every church, cause there are some bad churches out there. You know, I'll be real. I know a lot of people have church hurt, but as far as our church goes, you know, and what we believe is that we know that there's a process to, you know, for people to, to learn for people to give up the things that, you know, the sin in their lives that it's not an easy thing to do. It's not like, Oh, you just need to be perfect. Now you need to get rid. You need to stop doing these things. Now we know it's a process. We know that, you know, there's, you know, forgiveness and dealing with a lot of things. So, and that's what discipleship is. And, and I think God knows that God knows that it's a process. God, that's why God gets us in the beginning and says, Oh, while we are still sinners, he, he got us. He died for us. Didn't ask us to be perfect first. He got us in the while we were still sinning because he knows it's a process. It's not a quick cleansing. So, if we put our minds put our minds to it, 
can accomplish anything. We can accomplish anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was what the deeper thing I got out of this movie. And, uh, I really liked it. I really, I really do like the idea of like doc Marty George. Yeah. You know, and then George back to his son, you know, in a sense. So great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for our final battle. This was a tough one. So first, before we get into that. Okay. Yeah. Do we, you know, the scorecard. So we've done this. I don't know the scorecard. You know, I'm not that competitive. You know me. I, you know, I'm not a competitive person. I know. And that's what makes this funny. In some things, I'm but very you're very competitive. So and, what's the score? I, know, I don't know. I, know. I don't <laughs> care. What do you got? That's what makes it good. So I went back to our, all our nine episodes. Of course you I, did. And I watched them. I'm like, well, where are we at? Some of it's a bit confusing. Oh, Doc went down. Doc went down. All right. All right. He's down. He's down. Some of it's a bit confusing, but it is what it is. All right, so in the Goonies, our first episode, we tied. Okay? We, there was no winner. We tied on that. We tied on the Goonies? We tied on the Goonies. Wow. Return of the Jedi. I won that. Wait a minute. I thought I won that. You did not. Wait, I thought you were all like hurt because you I, lost I that I thought one. I was too, but I was wrong. Oh, all right. I won Jedi. Okay. Nacho Libre, you took that one. That was your first win. Okay? And then we got to Stand By Me which by far I feel like was our best battle because it really came down. Well, it ended up being a tie as well, but it was a really good one. Okay. So you want to see a good trivia battle? Check out the Stand By Me episode. Stand By Me. And then we got to 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea, one of your favorite movies. No, it's not. It's 20,000 20, Leagues. 20,000 20, right. Leagues. I apologize. Right. 20,000 Leagues. I won that yeah, one. Yeah, I lost that one. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. That's kind of weird, right? but okay. Then we got to Iron Giant. I won that one as well. And then you get to my favorite movie, my number one, Raiders of Lost Ark. And you won that one. I won it. You did. I did. Then we did Vacation, and I won that one. And then we just did Ford versus Ferrari, and you took that. So if you look at it, we've got two ties. I've got four. You've got three. I'm still kind of questioning this whole trivia game anyway because I feel like we should have an outside person come up with the questions yeah because it's like because a lot of times when I'm picking out the questions it's like oh he's gonna know this or ah this is gonna be too hard you know what I mean so I don't know well let's let's get into the back to the future this is a big one it's a big one because if you win we tie it there's no champion if I win it's so there's a champion well what does the champion win okay in your head in my head there's a champion for everything okay all right so all right Jim, because you won the last one, you can choose to who goes first. All right. And I will say throughout the course of the conversation of the Back to the Future, you did say one of my questions. So I had to, okay. I, I wanted to ask who was the 1955 mayor. You said Red Thomas. So I'm going to eliminate that question. All right. And I was careful because there were moments where I wanted to I add too. to add something to my discussion that would have given did. it away. So. Yeah. Isn't that funny? This is so, so you are a bit competitive. All right. So go for it. Well, you know, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. All right. All right. So do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go I'll first? go first. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Uh, very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, Doc's, Marty enters Doc's house. Mm-hmm. We see all the clocks, all the crazy gadgets and stuff going on there, right? Okay. What was the food that was burning in that opening sequence? 
was uh, it was toast. Yes, toast. Okay. I almost said eggs because I know you see the eggshell, right? But it was toast. It was toast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it was funny toast because it would like go down and pop back up, go down and pop up, right? <laughs> just just those little moments that are just so yeah. good, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So it's a point for me. Point for Michael. Okay. In the same scene, All let's right. go with this one. All in right. In the same scene, in the beginning, you see the clocks. Yeah. What time is it? Now, there's two possible answers. I'll accept. Either or. Okay, well, the real answer in my head would be 825, because that's how late he is. In the very beginning. But in the beginning, he's actually... I'm going to say, I'm going to rephrase this question. Yeah. In the very opening shot. In the very opening you're shot. You're seeing the clocks. Yeah. What time is it? And I'll accept two answers. Because you're onto something when you said that. Yeah, it's like how much time did he spend before the 825 mark did he take to play with his electronic stuff? See, now it's just a wild guess because I don't know. I'm okay. going to say 8 o'clock. No. So in the opening shot, they show a bunch of clocks, but they do show a digital, not a digital, but like you do see the time. Okay. So you're not just assuming where it is on the analog clock. Okay. So the two answers are, 753 oh. or 818. So it's one of those two. It's 818. Yeah. Technically, in real life, it's 818 because yeah. everything's 25 minutes. Yeah. 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 All, All right. right. So All right. Well, it's a bummer for you. Bummer for me. All right. All right. I'm guessing you're going to get this because I kind of did a comic book question the last time around on Iron Giant. So you might get this, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right. The comic book, when he crashes into the barn, right? The kid, the kid tells up the comic book. Uh, it was uh, the Tales from Space was the comic book, right? And it featured a story, Space Zombies from blank. Mars. No. <laughs> that was a lucky guess. Everything was from Mars back then, but I guess not. All right. What was it? Pluto. Pluto. Space zombies from Pluto. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking that you was were good. I was thinking you were gonna write that down no, and throw that in no. there. No. Um you know, just to preface it for our audience, just so you know, we do get these questions. Um, like we show them to our sound engineer, and he does always say that Jim's questions are a bit more brutal than mine. So I've take I, that for I, But I've kind of I've I've kind of pulled back a little bit, right? All right. All right. Yeah. So just that, okay. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was a good that, one, that right? Was a, that was a good one. All right. All right. My next question. In 1985, the clock tower building, what was the actual building? What kind of work was done there? It's the courthouse. Final answer? Yeah. Courthouse. In 2015, it's a courthouse. That's, In 1985. That's what I was going for was because from, I remember it being. social services building. Because there's a big sign that says social services. <sighs> yeah. Do I get a half point? No. No, because no, it's the wrong movie. It's the wrong, wrong movie. All right. And social I don't service. know what it is in in 55. There's nothing there. I think, I don't know if it's like City Hall or, or what, but I don't know. Library. It's probably library. a library. Yeah. I don't know. All right. All right. Well. So it's still one to nothing. All right. Well, I was told by sound engineer that these two were too brutal. So 
I'm kind of guessing you'll probably know this one. So the, the, the comic book one, that wasn't a brutal one? No. Okay, that seemed pretty, a little rough. Okay, but go for All it. All right. I thought we need to have an outside person do the questions just because. All right. But Next then, season. but then we're gonna have to have like timers and, and buzzers and <laughs> right. stuff. All right. All right. Um. Let's see. Doc Brown's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, in his little living room study over the fireplace, he has four pictures of inventors. Oh. Four. There's four of them. Okay. Can you name all four? Edison. Yes. Einstein. Yes. Newton. Oh, yes. I didn't think you were going to get that one. It's the final one. I don't know. This is a guess. Tesla. Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Yeah. Mr. Electricity himself. I don't think think that Tesla would have been like a person, a a notable person. He kind of came into popularity or into the people's minds later. That's true. Yeah. Huh. All right. All right. All right. What was the name of the band that played at the Fish Under the Sea dance? It was Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. <sighs> nice. All right. You're on the board. Now we're tied. Marvin Berry. Marvin Berry. Brother of, or cousin of, cousin of Chuck. Chuck Berry. Yeah. For some reason, he didn't want to take the new sound for himself. He yeah. was going to give it to his cousin. Why? Because it's funny. Because it's funny. Because it's funny. That new sound you've been looking for. Well, listen to this. I got another question. All right. We don't want to enter in a tie, do we? All right. Go for it. No. Should I give you an easy one? I'm going to give you an easy one because this other one's too too brutal. I'm going to ask you anyway afterwards just for fun. Okay. Okay. All right. This is so easy. I'm going to do it anyway. What time did Marty have to meet Doc at the Twin Pines Mall? The very first time you met. What, what time? Um, meet me at Twin Pines Mall at one twenty-five. That's your final answer. No. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> no. Uh, one fifteen. Ah, damn! I should have just. That should have been the first thing you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you gave me the option. I should have said no. You gave me the option. But oh. you always do that to me. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. All right. All right. Here's my question. All right. How many tardies did Marty get from Strickland? I know it was his final one. Like, and this makes something three, four, four. Oh, he got the fourth one there. Yeah. Jennifer grabs him like, Strickland's looking for you. You yeah. get caught. This will be four in a row, Marty. This will be four in a row. And then Strickland gets in his face. And All they right. touch noses. You notice they touch noses or noses touch? That always bugged me. When he gets in his face, you're going to be just like your father. I know no good. No McFly ever amounted to anything. anything. History of Hill Valley. Boom. Noses touch. Yeah, that's a lawsuit these days. Yeah. 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 It's good though. All right. Do you have another question? I got a real hard one. I got a really hard one. You want it? I'm going to give it to you anyway. Go for it. I uh, mean, so like, I guess, so the question I asked about the time, that's no good. Or is that a half a point? Be half a point. Okay. We'll give it half a point. Okay. Lorraine's, Lorraine Baines, her siblings at the dinner table. There's three of them at the table. 
Okay. Uncle Joey's in the crib, mm-hmm. right? Give me one name of one of the kids at the table. They say him. She says, this is, uh-huh, this is blah, blah, and this is blah, blah. And Uncle Joey, he's in the crib. You know what's funny? Like, I actually know the real name to one of those actors, Jason Harvey. From Wonder Years. Wonder Years. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, Jimmy? Oh, you're just guessing. <laughs> but uh, only if I'm wrong. All right. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy. No. We got, right. we got Milton. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't know that. Milton. Sally. That's yeah. kind of an easy one to remember, right, Sally? No. Toby? Well, that's rough, man. All right. All right. Well, this is it for you. You have to answer this right. All right. And it's my last question. All right. So if you get this right, you win. We should have just ended it with a tie. Dang it. Because you're going to probably get this one. All right. Okay. In the very beginning, not the very beginning, but when they first met and Doc's showing him the time machine and Doc's about to go on the trip and he's excited, right? He says, I'm going to go this many years into the future. How many is that? 30. No. 25. Ah. 25. Yeah, 25. It's done. It's done. He says at the end, I'm going to wait. Yeah, it's in the gonna, end, he goes 30. 30. It's going to take 30 years, but that's. You know, but in the beginning, he's going to go 25. 25. Years, which would have been 2010 for him. Yeah. He'd have been really disappointed. Really disappointed. And nothing going on. <laughs> nothing going on. Nothing. Nothing interesting. No. Bummer. Wow, it's over. That's it. I did it. Well, what's your final thoughts? Final thoughts. And your ranking. Okay, my final thoughts. And I just want to say that this is a perfect film. Mm-hmm. I mean, in from my perspective, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, you know, when films get put together, you know, you can get the best director you can get the best producer, the best actors, the best sound people, everything, but it, it doesn't make a great film. Mm-hmm. You can't make, you can't set out to make a perfect film, but everything fell into place that made this movie good. And it's kind of, and, and it kind of, it's kind of like the creative process too, because not only did things kind of fall into place, but they kind of beat it around until stuff worked. Like, oh, Eric Stoltz isn't working. We got to get this yeah. guy. And you know, in the time, it's a huge gamble. It's a huge gamble. To fire your lead after yeah. you filmed a lot of it. Yeah. You know, and even the time machine was written as a refrigerator. I mean, oh, how would it, yeah, and how would it have crazy. been if, it, if they've stuck with that? It would have been kind of lame, dumb. right? It would have been dumb. You know, and yeah. things would just fell into place that just worked and the timing was good and the, and the, and the you know, the acting was great. And even the musical score, it was like, uh, what, Alan Silvestri? Silvestri, mm-hmm. is that how you say his name? Yeah, I mean, when he did the score for this movie, it was like, what do you want? And, and Zemeckis was like, I want it big. I mm-hmm. want it grand. I want it just like this is most amazing adventure movie. And you think about when you describe the movie as to what it's about, you don't think big, grand adventure, but he did it. And yeah. it's just like that soundtrack is boom. It's just, it's awesome. It's in your head. So this movie is And it's great. iconic. It stays with you. Oh, it stays with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. So yeah. Um Perfect film Perfect for me. Film for you. And it just it's all the pieces fall into place. Love the movie. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's it's such a you know many movies that I've seen now in my life, 
you kind of look at back to the future is it, it is kind of a simple story, but they perfected it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, time machine, you go back in time, you have all your interactions, you go back, you fix things, but, but they perfected it. And, and it is so good to see that with, you know, the acting like I was going to mention too the, the soundtrack, because that song, just like Indiana Jones, just like Jaws, it's iconic that for the most part, 90% of people, when they hear that, they know that's back. They know exactly what it's from. Yeah. 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 And, and it, yeah, it's just so good. Um, so you, you rank this as a 10. It's a 10. 10. Yeah. Ah, Man, I'm going to make you feel, I'm going to make you mad at me. No, I can understand. It's not, so there, there, you, if you, you could be really critical of it and say the stuff doesn't make sense and stuff. The criticalness of it that I, cause yeah, I mean, obviously the, the whole, the time travel stuff is, is silly. Um, but as a kid, you don't know that until you start. And it's a good silly. But it's you, a you good go, silly. You go and, with it, and, and it works. That stuff is not, you know, doesn't bother me. But I have to say, and the only reason why it's not a ten for me because there are two scenes in this movie that I've always cringed that I still do to this day that I wish just weren't in it for me. So oh man, for me it's a nine point eight, still high. If still we had high. if we had more time, I would say don't tell me I want to figure it out, but just do it. Okay, yeah, it, they're they're very close to it. One is I, and even as a kid, I never understood it too. Um, I never understood why you have this big hero moment with George. He punches Biff out, and then five minutes later, he's getting punked by the redhead with Lorraine. Like, like you just you just knocked out the biggest bully in the whole movie. But you have your hero moment only to be then brought down again. I just I don't get it. Even as a writing, I, I just like why why do that? I think it's because I mean I think immediately after you do that, you're you're like you kind of you start to kind of draw back, but then you hey wait a minute, I just laid down Biff, I yeah. can do this. I mean I guess I can kind of see why you would see see it as that like it doesn't kind of doesn't make sense. Just, yeah, but but now that you're the way you're explaining it, I, I guess it just shows like he's going to be assertive for the rest of his life. Yeah, I think the it, it probably would have played out better if he didn't. If he's just I don't know. Yeah. It works either way. Okay. The other thing, Marty playing the song, not that he's doing it. I love the fact that he gets up and starts playing it. And then he does, you know, the whole riff. I love all that. And I love how even just like at the end, like Lorenz says, that's very interesting music, Marty. That's such a mom thing to say. right? Right. I love all that. What I don't love is it is so obvious that it is not Michael J. Fox singing. They should have done a better job of finding the right voice for him. You know, it's weird because I, I always kind of thought it did sound a little bit to like me, him. It just sounds so off. And to me, like, it's like, wow, someone should, have, someone needs to get fired for that. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe in my mind of seeing it so many times that voice it's, is, but I, I never you could tell that. it's a 30 year old man singing that song. And then not Michael J. Fox. And I mean, obviously I don't think he's a singer. They had to get somebody, but they could have done a better job. So those are my two grips with the huh. movie, but right. I love the scene. I love the guitar. Oh, it's a great scene. scene. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. It's just the voice didn't match up. So for me, 9.8, still high, still one of my favorite movies of all time. So you, um, it's, a, it's a point per cringe. I guess, <laughs> I guess. And I just, yeah, I can, I never can, cause there's a lot of movies that are 
have dumb things that I can get over pretty quickly. But for some reason, when that scene, when he oh, starts singing, hmm. it just... Uh, it's a singing voice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps it up for us. That wraps it up for our first season of You Gotta See This Movie. Um, we're not done. So even though we're going to be taking a break, we're going to be coming back in the holiday time. So we've got some holiday movies coming up. We got Halloween and we got some Christmas stuff coming. So look for that come October and December. And uh, yeah. And if there are movies that you want us to talk about, we can't guarantee that we're going to do them. No, you know why? You know, the hardest part of this podcast is, is pick is, is like narrowing them down to, yeah. to movies. Cause there's just so many of them. There is so many of them, but you know what? Feel free to, in the comments to tell us what movies that you want us to talk about. And maybe we'll do it. And maybe we'll tell you no. And maybe we'll say no. No, you don't need to see that movie. Yeah. So. Well, it would be nicer than that. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, uh, that's it. And, uh, yeah. I could go for some peanut brittle right now. Ah, oh, That's an ah. old man thing. What's an old man thing? Peanut brittle. Like, I can remember my grandpa eating peanut, peanut brittle. Like, just like that. Peanut brittle's an old man thing? When have you ever seen anyone eat 